Welcome to SEC Unfiltered, home of the best SEC content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews as well. Guys, so many fans and listeners of SEC Unfiltered have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Well, so again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from SEC Unfiltered sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. College basketball season is in full swing. We bring on one of the best in the business when it comes to talking college basketball. He's had stints with Fox Sports, CBS Sports, ESPN, Stadium, The Messenger, you name it. This man is all over the place. Also, 
the owner, the operator, the founder, what have you, of the field of 68. You've probably seen them on social media talking all things college basketball, especially the late night for us, late night night owls, if you will, getting our college basketball fix. We bring in our good friend, Jeff Goodman. Again, one of the best in the business. You've definitely seen him if you're a college basketball fan. Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time. It's truly an honor to speak with you, man. What's going on? Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, listen, SEC hoops is fun. I, I know football's king, but man, SEC hoops, and we got to give uh, the late Mike Slive a lot of credit. Because uh, he ramped it up years ago, and uh, honestly, it's really fun because there's a lot of really good coaches in the league. Uh, the depth of the league is really good. I remember, again, when it was, you know, Kentucky and, and Florida, and I remember Slive telling Billy Donovan, uh, listen, you got to ramp up your non-conference schedule. you got to be kind of the, the cornerstone program along with, with Kentucky, and now you've got so many of them right now that uh, that are nationally relevant every year. Jeff, let's start there because I think that's really intriguing. Like you mentioned, you look back, say, just a decade ago. I mean, the SEC looked completely different on the hardwood. What do you think changed the most? I mean, I, I think that you can point to in the low-hanging fruit is the coaching. I mean, it feels like there's elite coaches at so many stops. But how cool and interesting has it been for you to see the evolution of this league? Because, again, at one point, you know, I – I don't know that basketball was, I don't want to say taken as seriously, but it just, it's on a different level now, right? I mean, the, the league is so deep. We're talking about eight, nine, maybe 10 teams making the SC or the NCAA tournament. Now you're adding Texas and Oklahoma. So the league is as deep as any now in the national landscape. Yeah. Like you said, it, it's coaches, you know, it's coaches. And, and the perfect example is, is a place like Auburn. Right. I mean, they rolled the dice on Bruce Pearl and it's completely worked. You know, I mean, he's been there for 10 years and taken them to four tournaments. They're they're on the doorstep right now of being a top 10 team nationally. And, you know, look, look at the coaches before him. Jeff Lebo was terrible. Tony Barbie was terrible. But you go out and get a guy that fits Auburn, right? Rallies the fan base and he wins at the same time. And uh, Nate Oates, Greg Byrne, listen, when he hired Nate Oates, I was like, what the hell is he doing? Why is he getting this dude that is a Midwest guy? He's from Michigan. He's coached at Buffalo. Why would you do this? But again, NATO, it's a different style, plays up and down, got a big-time personality, will go out there and sell, will fight, uh, all of it. And, and again, I'm even going back to, you know, listen, it didn't work great, but like they hire, you know, Mississippi State goes and hires Ben Howland. He was a big name at that time. He had gone to three straight Final Fours with UCLA. So it's just been different. Uh, it's been different. And, you know, uh, to me, again, you look up and down the the roster of coaches. Rick Barnes, what he's done at, at Tennessee has been incredible. Um, and now it's all about NIL. And, and most of the teams, let's face it, in the SEC, they've got NIL because of football. And you look at the league, and we're talking about the depth of the league, Jeff, and I think that's really been evident this season as we dive into it. That's where I want to start, not necessarily the top. We know Kentucky's going to be there, Tennessee's going to be there. You mentioned Auburn with Bruce Pearl, but the bottom of the league has been so good this year. I mean, teams like South Carolina, like Ole Miss that were picked to be cellar dwellers. I mean, I know South Carolina took, the, took a lick last night in Tuscaloosa, but I mean, who would have had those teams at 13-2 and two right now? Your thoughts on the jobs that both Lamont Paris at South Carolina and then Chris Beard at Ole Miss is doing in year one. That was another, like you mentioned, roll the dice higher. We know what Beard can do on the floor. Obviously, it's the off-the-court stuff you worry about. But, I mean, 
if folks know college basketball, watch his career, I guess we shouldn't be surprised at the success he's having so early on. Zero, because he's done it everywhere he's been. You know, he did it at, at Little Rock, got into the tournament his first year, uh, beat Purdue. Then obviously what he did at Texas Tech was remarkable, taking them to within a basket of winning the whole thing. Uh, then at Texas, before he was fired, I mean, you look at what he built there quickly in, in a year plus and setting that program up to, to succeed last year. Uh, Lamont Paris, a little bit more surprising. Now, I remember being with those guys. I uh, took my daughter on a, on a trip down the Bahamas and it happened to be at the time when there were a bunch of teams playing these foreign tours in South Carolina. I was down there and we caught a little bit of them. I, you know, we were, we were going down the, you know, the water slides and, and hanging out at the blackjack table a whole lot more than we were watching basketball in, in, in the Bahamas in, you know, the off season. Uh, but again, I wasn't sure what to think of Lamont Paris in year two, you know, he brought in some pretty good transfers, you know, but Michi Johnson's been really good this year. BJ Max has been a, a great addition from Wofford. He's done a nice job. Like he's got the program headed in the right direction. I wasn't sure they were going to be able to do that in a loaded SEC this year. And obviously in the second half last night, you know, they struggled a little bit. But if you had told Lamont uh, that they'd have two losses at this point in the year and really fought Clemson tooth and nail and that one in their first setback, uh, he would have signed up in a heartbeat. Back to the top of the league, Jeff, we go. Let's talk the Kentucky Wildcats. Coming in, we knew this was a huge year for John Calipari and that program, and that that fan base is, you know, is hungry to get back to the pinnacle. They haven't been in quite a while. Just talk about their team. Do you feel like they've got the group to make a Final Four appearance or maybe, you know, win it all yet again? Yeah, I mean, you think about it, and, and Cal has really struggled in the tournament lately, right? I mean, uh, the COVID year was was really tough for him. Uh, then they lose, you know, St. Peter's. They haven't been out of the, the first weekend, and I think it's been four years now. So um, these Kentucky fans are hungry because they're not used to that, especially with John Calipari at the helm, because you know he's going to bring in top-tier talent every single year. Well, he did it this year, but I was skeptical. I was skeptical, especially in, in the, the summer, because they didn't have Trey Mitchell at that point. Trey Mitchell was at West Virginia, and so was Bob Huggins. Huggins gets fired. Um, for basically uh, intoxication issues and uh, Trey Mitchell transfers. And he's been a huge addition for Kentucky. Also Antonio Reeves, maybe their best returning. Well, he was their best returning score at that point. Uh, he was taking classes at Illinois state. He was taking out like classes. He was ready to leave, uh, but he couldn't. The rule stipulated that he wasn't able to go back to his original school, take classes, be eligible somewhere else. So he came back. Uh, then you add in this freshman class that, talented, but you just didn't know. I didn't know how they'd be together, especially Rob Dillingham and, and DJ Wagner, but uh, their guards, Reed Shepard's been awesome. Dillingham's been much more efficient than I thought he'd be. Aaron Bradshaw's coming along, and he might be the most talented of all of them. We haven't even really talked about Justin Edwards. He's he's a really good player, too. So their, their ceiling is so high, and they've been so much more mature in, in how they play the game than I thought they would because you look at freshmen these days, they get eaten up for the most part, unless they're the elite of the elite because they're playing against 23, 24, 25-year-olds because of the extra COVID year. And uh, this Kentucky team, you know, they've had a few stumbles, uh, but for the most part, really, really come out of the gates much better than expected. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jeff, Eric Musselman was visibly frustrated after that blowout loss Saturday at home against Auburn. They got a big one tonight as we speak against the Georgia Bulldogs, a game in which they're an underdog in, which I wouldn't have believed that if you told me that a couple weeks ago. How disappointed have you been with the Hogs? Because that was a team I think we were talking about as one of the top teams in the SEC could compete to win the crown. And I mean, they just look lost. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, and usually they do early. In November and December, they struggle because Muss has all these transfers and he's done it since his Nevada days. But at Arkansas, they've struggled, and then they just figure it out. Um, well, this year, I'm not sure they're going to figure it out, although they do have the talent. Like, it wouldn't shock me if, if they flipped it and turned it on and won five or six straight. It's just it's getting a little bit late in the game right now. Uh, you got to be able to do it soon because they've dug, dug themselves a pretty good hole. But – I mean, they got talent. Like, Tremont Mark is one of the best players in the league, the transfer from Houston. Brazil is one of the most talented players in the country. And now they just got the kid Menafield back, so they have a point guard. But, man, that loss at home, the worst loss in the history of Bud Walton Arena to Auburn, was absolutely shocking because I thought they would come back. Um, honestly, I thought they'd win that game. I, I really did. I thought they'd win that game at home. They have such a good home court advantage. And they needed that one desperately. So that has me thinking like this thing could get, if it doesn't flip quickly, it could be an ugly ending to this season for, for Arkansas. And to be fair, Jeff, you weren't the only one. I also took Arkansas in that game, same line of thinking. And I think a lot of us were, we all, a lot of us had egg on our face Uh, to the Tennessee volunteers, Jeff, it's a fun team to talk about, man. I mean, that non-conference schedule, it's crazy when you go look at it because you know, if you don't, if you're in the football grind like a lot of us and you look at the overall record, man, Tennessee's got three losses. What's going on? They lost to Purdue, Kansas, and North Carolina. And no change. And Purdue yeah. one and two, right, at that time. Yeah. Um, thoughts on the Tennessee Volunteers? Because as much as we love to talk about Kentucky, I think Tennessee makes a real argument for who the best team in the SEC is. You know that Rick Barnes coach team, they're going to play with physicality. They're a lot of fun to watch. Your thoughts on what Tennessee is and maybe their ceiling in regards to the tournament? Yeah, they're older. I mean, that's the advantage they have over Kentucky, right? They're older and they guard a high level. And they added Dalton Connect 
uh, the transfer from Northern Colorado who started his career in the junior college ranks, and they needed scoring desperately. Uh, and Connect is one of the better scorers and, and a little bit of a surprise that he's been able to make the the transition from the low major ranks as well as he has. But uh, he's a really good athlete. He can shoot it pretty well. Uh, he can get by dudes. He's got good size. And, and now you're getting a, a healthy Zakai Ziegler. You know, you got to remember, like, he was still coming off that injury and it's taken time for him. And But, you know, Josiah James, he, he he's older and they had a gainy too. Justin's uh, kid, Jordan, who's who can shoot the ball a little bit. Uh, Santiago's older. Like, they just got a good mix for the most part. Uh, my biggest question still is going to be the scoring ruts. Mm. You know, in the NCAA tournament, uh, Barnes just hasn't had a ton of success overall. Uh, can this new look kind of with, with adding connect, is that enough, him and Ganey, that enough to get him over the hump? Because – they just seemingly always have these scoring droughts that you're just like, man. And again, they, those losses you talked about, they don't have a ton of like huge wins under their belt. I mean, you look at, they blew out Ole Miss. Uh, they beat Illinois. That was a good win with Terrence Shannon Jr. But it's not like they have a ton of good wins. What's really helped their numbers, like you said, if you play a lot of big boys, your numbers are going to be pretty good. Or you beat up like like a team like Iowa State. Uh, now they they just ended up, getting a big one over Houston last night. But before that, they're like in the top 10 in, in all the metrics. And they really didn't have a good win. Like they had they hadn't beaten anybody, but you know what they had done? They had beaten crappy teams by like a hundred points and and run it up. And if you do that, your metrics are going to look pretty good. And that's kind of now unfortunately a blueprint for some of these teams, not necessarily Iowa State, uh, to move up in 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 these, you know, the net rankings and some of these other metrics. Jeff, when you look at the SEC as a whole, right, it's it's been full of surprises one way or another, good or bad. What has surprised you the most? Maybe a team that's that's overachieved. I mean, again, we talked about what Ole Miss and South Carolina have done. I think Georgia's a team you look at, too, though, at 11-3. and three. They got a big one tonight, like we mentioned. LSU matched their win total in the SEC last night at two, right, Jeff? Two. I mean, that just so it goes to show you how difficult that's been for Matt McMahon and then maybe on the negative, I mean, again, I, I feel like I'm surprised at Texas A&M. They really haven't gotten it rolling under Buzz Williams. Granted, who knows? They might rattle off 15 in a row like they did last year. Uh, Missouri at 0-2. Obviously, Arkansas we've talked about. What surprised you in the SEC, both good and bad to this point? If I had to say the biggest surprise is probably Auburn for me from, from a high note. Like, I just – I didn't see this coming. Uh, but, again, I should have with Bruce. But But every time before the year I talked to Bruce – and I think Bruce just sells low every year to me. To, at least to me, I know he, he does. He sells low, and and he's smart. He's done this long enough to know. Don't sell high and, and deliver low. Uh, to me, you sell low and overachieve, right? That's the best way to do it. So I think Auburn would be, if I had to say, like, my biggest surprises on the positive end, Auburn, Kentucky, um, South Carolina, those would be my three biggest surprises on the, on the positive side. On the negative side, um, Arkansas won, Texas A&M certainly would, you know, to me, again, you got one of the best guards in the country in Wade Taylor. People, like you said, picked him second in the preseason. A lot of respect there for Buzz Williams. And uh, and then Missouri a little bit, just because, you know, like Dennis did such a good job, Dennis Gates last year in year one. I was still shocked, and and, and these ADs baffle me a little bit. When you give somebody like that after one year, 
such a lucrative contract with all that guaranteed money after one season. Like, it just baffles me. Like, where else are they going? Like, where else is Dennis Gates going to go? You bid against yourself. And it's like, now, again, the buyout is usually what matters, but you guaranteed him all of that money. And year two now has been pretty bad, pretty bad so far. So I, I just, again, some of the ADs just absolutely confuse me because I don't think they have any clue about business and like how, how this business works. And again, you don't bid against yourself. Like whoever gave John Calipari this contract, and that was Mitch Barnhart years ago. I get it. Cal was rolling and everything, but look at what it, it it's done. Again, if Cal gets knocked out, let's say Kentucky loses in the first round, which I don't think they're going to, but let's say they lose in the first round this year again. Those fans will be wanting him gone in the worst way. They don't care what you do in the regular season. They just want to get to a final four and win a national title. They don't want to lose in the first weekend again. So like whatever Kentucky's doing right now, to be honest, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. What matters is, are they going to get to the Sweet 16 and beyond? And if they lose in the first round, he's owed $33 million. Still, $33 million. This is a contract that was signed, what, you know, six years ago? Something like that? I, I just, it baffles me. And I'm sure it's the same thing in football. I mean, look at Jimbo Fisher, right? All the <laughs> money that they ate for Jimbo Fisher. The dumbest thing ever. You bid against yourself. Or else you say, like, listen, Dennis Gates, you want to you go somewhere else? Go, go. So, Jeff, you look at the SEC, the top. I think we all agree. Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn would be my top three right now. I think they're in a kind of a class of their own. Who would you say is that fourth best team? Is it Alabama? And if it's not them, who would it be? It probably is, but it's not like Alabama's got some great resume either. You know, that like I like Nate. Uh, Mark Sears has been awesome this year. Aaron Estrada was good last night and he needs to pick up, but they've got a lot of, you know, mid-major transfers. Those are their best players. They don't have a Brandon Miller. You know, Sears is a mid-major kid who transferred up. Estrada, you know, Hofstra. Uh, Grant Nelson, uh, North Dakota State, like these are all mid-major guys. They don't have that high-end dude, and, and and they miss, they miss a big, they miss a, you know, shop Betty Ako. That's who they miss more than anything else. But um, I think fourth is a little wide open. I, I really do. I mean, again, I think can Texas A&M get it going? Uh, Mississippi State, Chris Jans, um, they're in the mix. Georgia, you know, I think the bottom is the bottom. You know, Vandy stinks. Missouri's not going to be very good this year. Other than that, I mean, LSU, you know, again, look at the win they had over, over A&M. Maybe, I mean, I don't think they're great, but but they're dangerous. And even Vandy's dangerous because it, as bad as Stackhouse has done, and it's mostly recruiting and retention, uh, he, he can coach. Like, if you give him talent, if he could retain guys, uh, Vandy could be really good. He just he can't keep them. So, Jeff, switching gears to the national perspective, and I, I want to ask you about this because I think it's really intriguing before we dive into the specifics of these teams. You know, last year was a really fun year from the standpoint of we had so many random teams in the Elite Eight, the Final Four. You know, it, it wasn't just blue blood, blue blood, blue blood, right? FAU, the run they made, some others as well. I look at the rankings right now. Purdue, Kansas, UConn, Kentucky, North Blue Carolina. Bloods. Do you think we're going back to that where it's, you know, because I, 
the reason everybody loves March Madness is for bracketology and upsets and like, you know, we started to see 16-1 upsets, which we never saw, 15-2s that would happen. But a lot of times it felt like year after year we got to a point where like, okay, Kansas is there. North Carolina is there. Kentucky's there. Like the blue blood shine, the team's shocker with the most talent win. Do you see the parity increasing what we saw last year where you're going to get more of these, these Florida Atlantics making these runs? Or do you think, you know, this is a year, do you think that was a one-off? Do you think it's more often than not, it's going to be the Blue Bloods at the end of the day? No, I don't think so this year. I don't, I don't think it'll be the case this year. I think there'll be a lot of upsets this year in the tournament. I'm not sure if FAU is going to make it to the Final Four again. I'm not going to go out on that much of a limb. Um, because nobody saw that coming. I, I remember being at FAU in Boca last year on January 31st and, and looking at Dusty May and being like, hey, maybe you'll make the tournament. You know, maybe you'll hold on and make the tournament. And I think he agreed. Like, hopefully I'll make the tournament. But, I, you know, he didn't see himself going to the Final Four or anything like that. But I could see, again, you could see some team like, you know, a Dayton, an Oklahoma uh, you know, who knows? I mean, some of these teams, again, that we we don't think are legitimate Final Four, Wisconsin, who's probably the second best team in, in, in the Big Ten right now. Uh, you know, a Utah State. Yeah, like, who knows? I just don't think there's dominant teams, and, and we've seen it, right? Like, Purdue's good. They got the best player in the country in Zach Eady. You know, Kansas can't really shoot it, and they're not deep, but they have a Hall of Fame coach. But I could see them getting knocked out in the second round. Um Arizona, my alma mater, they're, they're, they're really good, but like, are they unbeatable? Heck no. I mean, no, absolutely not. They lost at Stanford, who's not a very good team. Now these are road venues. Most of them that these teams are, these top teams are, are losing. Um, but no, Arizona lost to FAU a couple of weeks ago, right before the, the holiday, the Christmas break, they lost in Vegas in a pro Arizona crowd. And then FAU turns around right after that, and they lose at Florida Gulf Coast, who's terrible. They had two Division I wins at that time. And then they lose last week again at Charlotte. So it, it just – and they've also lost at home to Bryant. So, like, it just goes to show you, again, uh, how fragile it is in, in college basketball. A little more than college football, I think, because you got so many games. You know, that's part of it. In football, you're getting up for one game a week. In college basketball, you've got, you know, two, maybe three games in a week. And uh, it's a little bit, I think, harder uh, to stay focused and not look past a game to the next one than it is in football. So looking at the national landscape, Jeff, on that note, not trying to put you on the spot here, but when we talk Final Four, I mean, again, you mentioned Purdue. It's funny, we look at these rankings. Purdue, number one, Houston, number two. They both lost last night, right, in upset fashion. But if you had to narrow it down, if you have four that you're like right now, you feel good about locking in, or maybe you've got six or eight teams, who are those teams on top of your mind? You're like, I feel really good they're going to make a run, go to the final four. Or is it is that a silly question because it's just a crapshoot and we have no idea? I mean, no, it's not ridiculous. It's just like I don't have <laughs> utmost confidence in anybody. I'm not you asking know? for the gambling numbers. I'm just asking for a best guess. Yeah, here. I mean, I like Kentucky. And I never thought I'd say that going into the year, but I like Kentucky. I still like Purdue. I still like Houston. I still like Arizona. I like Marquette. I like UConn. Um, you know, Carolina and Duke are in the mix there. Kansas, I don't think can win it all. Like a lot of, you know, there's some of these teams, I just don't think Kansas can win it all because I don't think they shoot it well enough. 
to win it all and have enough depth. I think they get four dudes that they're relying on. You know, to me, you need point guard play, you need enough shooting, and you need a pretty good coach. You know, and if you have a great coach, that makes it even better. So, you know, I still think there's 10, 12 teams that can win the whole thing. But I think there's like 30 teams that can win four straight and get to the final four. Jeff, is there a better two days in sports in the first two days of March Madness? No, no. I mean, not when it not when it delivers, mm. right? I mean, there's sometimes when a day just doesn't deliver, you know, the 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 buzzer beaters and the upsets and but when you have a couple, you know, I, I remember years ago in Tampa, I had one day and I, I try to jump around and see as many games as I can. So I don't like to sit there in the off day. Like, so I was in Tampa and I saw four upsets in the day, four straight. And I remember I was writing at the time and first one happens and I'm like, all right, I'm going to write a story and then I'll be done for the rest of this session. I could just watch the second game and enjoy it. Second game happens, upset, right again. Then I'm like, all right, I'm done. Second session, going to just relax tonight, right? <laughs> Third game, upset. Got to write again. Fourth game, upset. Had to do a whole wrap-up on the day. It was, But again, it's a blast. Like that. That's the beauty of the tournament. That's, that's, I think everybody, that's what you want in the first week, right? You want that first weekend to be about Cinderella stories, buzzer beaters, upsets. And then generally, what you want are the big boys to advance to the Final Four. Jeff Goodman, a legend in his own right. Fantastic work. Jeff, I've watched from afar for so long. Love what you do, man. Again, I, I would say for my money's worth, you're the best in the business when it comes to college basketball. Again, I, I mentioned top of show, what you have going on, but let folks know what you're doing, where to find you. The field of 68. Let folks, I was watching that last night, and I see you guys have a newsletter you can subscribe to. So give everybody just a, an idea of what's going on, how they can follow you, all the exciting stuff you guys have rocking right now. Yeah, we started three years ago, uh, myself and Rob Doster, and, and uh, it basically fills a void in college basketball. Every single night, uh, we have Field of 68 after dark on, 11 o'clock Eastern, uh, streaming uh, on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it now, uh, YouTube. It's on Sirius uh, Radio as well. Uh, we have all sorts of other things, like you said, a newsletter delivered to your email every single morning. Uh, we have other podcasts, myself and Robbie Hummel do a pot every single week uh, where actually I have to pay up a bet since I went to Arizona. He went to Purdue. Purdue beat Arizona a few weeks ago. The The bet, Chris, was that I have to wear Rob, uh, Robbie Hummel's Purdue jersey for a day. But the worst part is, and, and he did this after the fact. It was kind of, it was a sly move by Hummel. He said, he put it in afterwards that I can't wear an undershirt under it. So I just got to go, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to lift weights over here in between, you know, games or whatever. So I don't make myself look too ridiculous when I have to do this for at the final four in, in Arizona. Um, it, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, also right for the messenger. Uh, also do a show um, every weekday with Doug Gottlieb on stadium from uh, one till one thirty Eastern. So a lot of hoops. And uh, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, hopefully, again, SEC is fun right now in hoops. Really fun. Jeff, you're the man. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the college basketball season. We will definitely do it again soon, though, my friend. I appreciate you. You got it, man.
headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.